that I think it'll work. What's Whatever, Ralph. I already gave you a piggyback ride upstairs. I'll be right back in one minute. And I apologize. No, you need to give him a piggyback ride, Mike. <laughs> uh, yep, I do. Give a, give a couple extra kicks. I already kicks. gave you a piggyback ride upstairs. Sounds like a line from Step Brothers. This is Banging on the Drum. Welcome to episode 42 of Banging on the Drum, the episode we have all been waiting for. Uh, this is where we said we were going to hit our stride, and we sure as shit are going to hit the stride. We have everyone today. We have the whole gang. I know we've been banged up, nicked up, uh, bonking our heads on shit, going to Vegas, heading to Michigan, to the woods, but we got the crew. So we'll start. We'll say, what's up, Mike? How you doing? Doing great. How are you doing, Pat? I am doing well. I see. So if, if you're watching this on, uh, one of the platforms that will be coming out. We have two Patrick Jerome's today. I don't know if we're going to be able to fix that, but, but uh, yeah. So one, one of the Patrick Jerome's is actually Mike Douglas Doherty down at the bottom. But like I said, we got the whole crew. So Riley, Riley, what, what is up? How are you guys? We're doing great. We already said that, Riley. We established that we were doing. We were doing yeah, no, great. I think I'm doing just fine. I'm. I don't know. I have nothing to add. Just another week here in Texas, I guess. All right. Well, give us your over and under. And I think since we're going to be on some new platforms, we'll explain it. So we start on our our show just by touching base for the week. So. We text in a chain throughout the week, so we don't really know how each other are doing. We never call and check up on each other. We're not, we're not, we're not good like that. We're not good friends like that. So, so if someone's struggling, Riley bonked his head so, so bad. You miss an episode. We, we just were like, hopefully he's all right laying on his couch. Like we didn't even respond to his. It's text that told us he bonked his head. But how you doing this week? How's the head? I'm I'm doing fine. The head's feeling good. Uh, the cut is almost fully away. I feel like you guys thought I was um, Tommy from Tommy Boy when he smacks his head on the forklift. That's exactly. That's exactly, the first thing. That's exactly That's first. what I thought. But <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, no, I'm I'm doing well. Um, I guess I'll get into. My under, big under. So I've been flying quite a bit lately, or not quite a bit. I've been flying a little more than usual in my life. Never had problems with delays. And at most, it's like 30 minutes. This weekend, I had three flights, like including a connecting flight. And each flight was delayed for at least two hours or more. And it was just like awful. Airlines are brutal right now. I, there needs to be something that needs to change because, yeah, I'm trying to look for a flight back to Wisconsin, but I won't cut you off too much. But, yeah, you're you're not the only one having issues like every everyone flying there, nowadays. 
the thing is the first like on the way there um we had to go through austin and then up to chicago kind of inconvenient but we booked it like a month ago so it is what it is um but the first flight was delayed for two hours for weather and it's like a 40 minute flight so that kind of blew my mind we weren't having like any rain in dallas and it was just raining in austin it was just it was annoying and then we missed our connecting flight because of that and then the next flight wasn't till like i don't know nine o'clock but that got delayed till 10 30 that night didn't land in chicago till like 1 a 1 a.m 12 50 ish it was just a long day unnecessarily long day I will tell you one thing though, just because it's rain not raining where you are doesn't mean that there's not bad weather in another no. storm. I get that. And it just it's just like such a short flight that it just kind of blew my mind that it's that bad for over two hours we couldn't fly because we didn't I don't know. Short distance, well, I thought. I feel Pat. like they could have finessed something. I'm glad that all that weatherman training paid off that, you know, that the weather can be different in different places. Yeah. yeah no, I'm basically a genius. Yeah. You're the best weatherman I know. Gotcha. Um, and then my over in Chicago, uh, I had Portillo's for the first time in a long time. And you guys know how much I love Portillo's. Uh, it was awesome. It was the highlight of my trip. So not seeing your niece, Portillo's, a hot dog. No, I was I was at a wedding. This was a different trip, I think, Pat. Oh yeah. shit! That was last you, week. Last week you, I talked about you, the Wisconsin trip. You just been jet setting, and I did. I listened yeah. to both episodes and everything. I even took notes on them. I'm gonna rip you guys apart today. Um. I feel it's well deserved, especially on the solo podcast myself, but we'll, we'll get into it, but I will say right off the bat, I am very impressed that you actually did that. And yeah, no, I, I got nothing. I got nothing but respect for it. So I did go easier on that one. Um, I, I think Missing a rod in the steroid draft was just egregious, but, uh, but yeah, I went easy on the solo episode and I did, I, whatever, we'll, we'll keep it. Yeah, yeah. Mike, yeah. Let, let's, let's go to your overs and unders for the week. All right. So I'm going to get, so Pat probably should have went first on his over and unders for this because I'm going to get ripped apart about some document stuff and I can never find the document like in my own accounts can't find it in my google account can't find it in my email never like explain the document explain the document a little bit so we run a google doc in order to like format the show and i can never find it never at all so i sign into the essentially the podcast account and i just start going in the first one that i have because i have like 10 minutes before i have to be in the shower to head out for work, right? So I got to be in the shower, get ready for work, be to work. And I can't use this at work. Um, and so I jump into what is essentially our template that we're supposed to be 
using, but I can never find it. My under is that like every time I look for that shit, I can't find it. And finally it's <laughs> caught up to me. No, it is funny. I should have went first. Cause so we, we have like a general ebb and flow of the show. So there's, there's stuff we know we're going to do every week. And usually I'm the person that like puts, puts most of it together. So I always every week have been like typing this stuff and I should have realized a long time ago. So we're on episode 42. I've been doing this for 40 episodes where I retype like the whole thing out. So I was finally like, Hey, I'm going to get ahead of this. And all this stuff that I type every week, that's the same. I'm just going to save it in a template. I'm going to put in really big letters at the top of the template that says, do not use this. It doesn't say that. It says copy and paste this. It does not say do not use this. All right. I'm going to. It might now, but it didn't then. No, no. I definitely didn't edit that part. Um, But one second. I'm going to pull up exactly what it says, and I'm going to let the audience decide whether they would type over this because no i didn't i'm not gonna say that i did the right thing because i don't think that i did i think that you're right that i'm not necessarily correct in this that i did the wrong thing okay so this is what it says at the top i definitely didn't edit this and i might be the one that sounds out dead because i haven't even read it yet so at the top of the template it says copy and paste this to a new google doc or I will be sad. So I didn't, I will give you that. I didn't explain yeah. it that well. And I just like, so at my work, we do this like fairly often where we have templates for stuff that we do every day. So I just assume, and that's on me. Um, I didn't explain the template that well. I disagree. But- I knew this was something I was not supposed to use, right? And I was looking for the Google Doc that Riley had created. Um, and I couldn't find it. And so I'm running out of time. So I have about an hour in the morning before I go to work that I'm putzing on my phone, checking Twitter, doing shit. So the doing things this day I'm in there and I'm trying to do, um, trying to get podcast stuff done before the day gets started. And I might've, no, I don't think. And so that's when I'm trying to do it. I can't find it. I can't find it. I can't find it. And I, there's a really simple way to like make a copy of that document that would have the exact same thing on the, on the top, right. That you just hit make a copy and I could have made a copy and I didn't, but I didn't find that out until yesterday. Cause I was trying to make you look like a fool by being able to make a, like a true template that you just click on. And you can't do that unless you have Google pro. Okay. I so part of it too, is I, I didn't um, title it what we usually title it, like the episode number. I just put like Andy Keel interview questions or something like that. So that might have been part of it too. And so when I got home from work or right before the podcast, maybe I found it like in like three minutes, but that morning I couldn't find it. I started to panic, used what I had like right there accessible real quick. Do you think it's because, so this is what I think happened is, so we make that template and we email it. So like 
everyone can get into it. But like, if you don't go into it through your email, you won't have it. So if you're looking for it in your Google Docs, this is a learning experience right now. I'm pretty sure that's that's what happened. Yeah. Because it happened it's, to me. It's in like this the one. acceptance of the invitation type of thing. Yeah. So you don't accept the invitation. So you, you just got to make sure when you when we send that out, you go into it through your your personal email. So and I feel like I searched for Riley's name in my email and I couldn't find it. I know like I could be wrong on that, but that's kind of the way I yeah, who knows? Because I, I get through it the same way you do. I go on the banging on the drum one and go into it because I usually forget to accept it on my personal one. But whatever. Right, and like I could have just missed something too and ended up in that situation. But I know I was running out of time and that's why I put it in there because I was like, I have nowhere else to put this. I'll delete it later. And then I had no one actual intentions of doing that. I felt like you drug your nuts across my face for a split second. Like, Did it feel good at least I, a little bit? No, it felt all <laughs> So I guess it wasn't quite like you drug your nuts across my face. Because I bet you like that, that ball sack skin probably does feel somewhat pleasant sometimes. Like if you feel it, it kind of feels like one thing. So there's one body part where I think has the same skin as your ball sack skin. <laughs> and I oh, think this is your, interesting. Let's go. It's your eyelid. Your eyelid and your ball sack have the same skin. <laughs> yeah, I think, I, can, it, I think I'll I'll attest to that, that I think that that's pretty damn close. And if it isn't true, everyone just felt their eyelid <laughs> in their car listening to this they were feeling their eyelid <laughs> like, do, you, do you think um women are feeling their eyelid to see if like it feels like they think ball sack feels like i bet you someone's someone's smiling right now and they're like i i don't think they would know as well as we do but like now There's I see zero they, chance that they've touched as many balls as I have. Zero. As many or as many times. <laughs> <laughs> as many times, right? I mean, so let's yeah, yeah, as I many mean, times no, for I, sure. I definitely needed that clarified. <laughs> All right, Pat. Uh I'll get into my over. So basically, I had to like I was trying to bail myself out by using the template. Right, because I felt like we hadn't prepared at all. And Riley pointed it out right away. Hey, you used the wrong document. I said, I know, right? I knew right off the jump that I used the wrong document. Um, my over fantasy football is going to be starting to kick off here pretty quickly. And I'm really pumped about it. Not sure like exactly why. Kind of irrationally pumped about it. Um, don't think I've been this invested in fantasy football since before I started gambling. When I started gambling on games, fantasy football was kind of like, eh, ho-hum, right? And this year, I'm just really into it, and I'm not sure why. Did, did you stop gambling so much? Yeah, I don't gamble hardly at all anymore. Um, probably 
Actually, I don't know if I gambled on one game last year, like actually put money on a game. And so it's kind of disappointing. Maybe if I like end up in Iowa for a weekend or whatever, uh, I might do something. I'm not sure if Minnesota has legal gambling. Illinois does, but I don't go there because that place is not good. It's got the layers. Smells like farts. Yep. All right. So your under was you made me mad and your over is fantasy football's coming back. And we got a lot to pack in before this season starts. So I don't know how we're going to do it. It's kind of turning into an under for me, like because of how procrastinated we were. And I don't know. I think August is always going to be our month from here on out. That's going to be pretty nicked up. Like, I I don't know if we were talking about this before or since we started, but I definitely respect that Mike went out and put out an episode by himself because yeah, August is going to be rough for us. So I get pretty busy with military shit, like especially in the guard, that's kind of like the, the exercise month that I'm going to be on, but, but I'll roll into my unders and overs real quick. So that being said, why Mike had to do a solo episode is because I was out in the woods of Michigan fighting the Denovian forces of Denovia. So, and in my under, I was, this was actually probably the most uh, isolated, I guess. There's probably a better word for it, but like it was the most like bare bone kind of dick in the dirt exercise that I've ever done. (laughs) Like, and everybody I'm with, so there's two Air Force guys and it's all Army guys or Army guys and girls who are, my appreciation for the Army grew so much. Like, cause they, this is just second nature to them. Like they're throwing them a tent. They're like, you're going to have to like shit in a hole for a little while. And, and like, you're like, once we do bring the porta potties in, once we have this base solidified. So it was like, kind of like an exercise, like we were practicing how to invade a country or, or something of that nature. And, and these people didn't even blink. Like, it was just like. Okay. And I was like, so, uh, like, when do I get to go to the gym? And they're like, there's not a gym in the woods. And so, like, my, like, recollection of this was like, oh, I'm going to come back. I'm going to be way healthier. All that stuff. Very much not true. I was eating, like, MREs every meal. Well, not every meal, but, like, So we had like a Marine attachment out there. I don't know, like seeing the whole picture of this stuff might clear some stuff up to me, but like, anyways, we had Marine cooks. So like the most deadly people on our base were the cooks on our base. Um, And it it was just like a very interesting experience to me. And I did like, I, I will say I enjoyed it, but my biggest under is if you listen to this podcast enough, I think I'm weird when it comes to having to take shit places that I'm uncomfortable. And I was uncomfortable taking dumps the whole time I was doing this exercise. So 
we were in porta potties that were built. Like I think in the porta potty, it was like this will suffice for a ten person working crew for a week. And How many people did you have? Hundreds, like. <laughs> so I mean, I mean, there it wasn't just one; there was two. So, so, so I mean. <laughs> we, we were we weren't rough that much but no every once in a while you'd go in there and it was like a little too full like if you sat down you, you're probably leaving with more stuff on your butt than you had when you were coming in there but, so at that time did you decide to shit in the woods no my body doesn't like allow like so the first like three days out there, I didn't shit. And like when I'm back home, like I'm pretty like sorry pretty regular. For, yeah. So if anybody's listening to this that isn't ready for the crudeness, but like, yeah, no, like I, I'm pretty like on a schedule regular, like Mike said. Um, but yeah, when I was out there, I was like, my body was just like, nope, you're not going for a while. And then I think it was like the third day after like three pots of coffee. Um, I was like, I got to go. And I kind of got to hit the sweet spot because I was working from three in the morning till three in the afternoon. So six o'clock in the morning, it wasn't like too hot in there. But anyways, that was that was my biggest under was that. I had another under to go along with that. I don't know how hard I want to go in on this guy but we had a cadet. I don't think he's going to listen to this, but man, he was pissing me off. Like now, so explain a cadet, please. So he was prior enlisted. So he's not like the, the normal cadet. So when you enlist in the military, like you go to basic, you do your thing. So like some cadets are the people who are going to ROTC at college, but they're in a guard unit. From what I understand it, that's that's how you would become a cadet. I I think you can have cadets on the active duty side, but I don't know exactly how the cadet would work on the active duty side because I don't think they would be drilling because they would just be going to ROTC. You're shaking. Yeah, your so head. I've never seen a cadet on the active duty side in the in the prison. I never saw a cadet. Right. Yeah. So so I think. I think there is a way you can be a cadet. We might need to get an army guy on here sometime soon. Cause in, in air force ROTC, at least I know one person and she was a very rare case where she was a tech sergeant going. So she was just like a fast burner. So it was like a 22 year old E6, maybe 24 year old E6 that was like going to college, but she wasn't a cadet. Like, so when I was deployed with her, she was an E6, but she was going to ROTC. So whereas this guy was like maybe an E3 or E4, so a private first class or a a corporal, not a corporal specialist. Um, But anyways, he was, he was going to, so a cadet is a guy that's going to school. That's, in in the army he's going to be an officer he's going to outrank everybody that's enlisted right yeah but he is not there yet yeah and he was just (coughs) farting all over the place like 
which whatever. I mean, it happens like out there, like you're eating MREs all the time. Like people's farts are smelling, but this guy was like, just laughing about it. Like farting on people. Like my computer happened to be like where there was enough traffic on. And I know he crop dusted me like on purpose. Cause it, like, I'm a pretty laid back, easy going guy, but like I was getting annoyed with him because I would come in and I don't think this episode will, will go out on Roku if, if, uh, uh, speaking of that, so we have to be appropriate to be on Roku. We can't swear. Okay. So we're not going to be on Roku for long. So fair enough. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so yeah, I would call last week's go- is not going to go on Roku because I couldn't edit it effectively enough. Yeah, and I don't even think we should strive to be on Roku if it has to be that appropriate. Like we're not that inappropriate if you're a new listener, but we're so anyway. I am. But everyone else does a pretty nice job of controlling their language. I do not control my language well enough to to like do this long term. Um, I did make it through the solo episode fairly clean i think like i was yeah. almost no f-bombs um and that's gonna be my biggest complaint because i i i need to hear a good fuck every once in a while out of mike's <laughs> mouth so. yeah so i was being co- conscious of trying to do that and then trying to be able to do it all in one go as well so okay so i don't know and that this is another general theme we derail we derail ourselves on this podcast especially me yeah but anyways so finish your overs and unders and then we'll get into the episode stuff so i'm still in the under so basically very crude cadet was i would come in at three in the morning and he would be talking about the most like outlandish shit like he'd be like oh a big cock flopping over a person's mouth while he's sucking a and like like and I'm cool like hearing this stuff, but like I'm like it's three in the morning. Like I am not ready to like engage with this. And then he crop dusted me. And after he crop dusted me, and I could tell he walked into the next room and laughed. And I was like, we're gonna have a problem if he does that again. I didn't say shit because I'm a pussy and I won't ever say shit and I hate confrontation. But yep, man, almighty, oh I, I was getting to the point where I was going to be like, hey, dude, this, this you're you're crossing a line like I don't know you like that. But and then I and then I walk outside and go fart really loud and start laughing. So like, who am I? Who am I to judge? So in the field, things get a little testy. People get a little angry and. I was, I was succumbing to that a little bit, but I was trying to do my best not to, but anyways, I will get to my over and try to get this one moving, but going out to the field and having an experience like that just kind of makes you appreciate the little things in life a lot more. Like I didn't shower for a full week. I didn't change my uniform for a full week. That was kind of on me, but like, I'm not going to change into a new uniform just to like be just the same smelly guy in it. I was wiping myself down with like baby wipes and shit, but like I didn't see the point in changing my uniform. I changed like my undershirt, my underwear, my socks, but my uniform that was rolling. 
probably if I was there for a year, I probably want to change my uniform one time. Like that's just how I roll. Like it, it, the inconvenient. Everyone smells. Like yeah, I'm fine. I mean, maybe I was a smelly person out there, but but anyways, yeah. So the over is you really appreciate being able to take a shower, go to the gym, eat what you want. Um, Cause it's not like we were eating healthy. It's like, they weren't forcing like feeding us carrots and shit. Like I ate more Reese's pieces and this field exercise than I have ever ate Reese's pieces in my whole entire life. In You're not one. a peanut butter guy either. Right. Right. You're not a huge fan of peanut butter. No, I, I like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I like, can't choke down but reese's peanut butter like reese's pieces oh man i love me some reese's pieces but by the time i was done out there like i didn't enjoy reese's pieces as much as is when i got there but if if you are in the military and you are listening to this right now i got a trick so if you're not too uh up on the entree get the tuna mre because it's just the chunk light tuna or whatever not chunk light it's like um what's a seasoning it's like uh lemon pepper lemon pepper tuna and then that one comes with all the best snacks so you get cheese it's but they don't call them cheese it's the mayonnaise they give you though is a little funky so if you can sneak your own mayonnaise out there I would suggest bringing your own mayonnaise. If you're not a mayonnaise, mayonnaise guy, tuna and mustard is pretty okay too. So yeah, grab some mustard. I don't know if they put mustard in there. I don't think they did. But anyways, it's hard to mix the tuna in the mayonnaise and the chunk light thing. So you eat the Cheez-Its first and then you put the tuna into the cheeses pack and then you mix the the mayonnaise or mustard, whatever you're doing in the cheese, it dust. And then it gives you crackers and then you spread it on crackers. And then for dessert, you get Reese's pieces. So Reese's pieces were always in the tuna one. So I would suggest that. Is that why you had so many Reese's pieces? Yeah. And for some reason they were just giving them away. I was going to say like candy, but they are candy. So like, (laughs) It, but yeah, we would just have like bags of Reese's pieces. So I'm like when the Marines were cooking and stuff, I think to make people happy, there was always like M&Ms and Reese's. I don't know. You get a lot of candy out in the field, apparently. And that was that was part of my learning experience out there. But um, I think I had another over, but I'm reading Riley's right now. Oh, yeah. And then the final over, I'm back home. I'm settled in. I'm not going anywhere for a while. Get to be with my family. My dog's over there snoozing on the couch while I'm doing this. So that's nice. Um, it's good to be back home. That's an over for me as well. Um, editing the podcast. And then so editing until like midnight, one o'clock, and then attempting to get up at five and get ready for work was kicking my ass last couple of weeks for sure. Especially with the video and audio portion of it. So. Yeah. And I got a lot of questions for you. Cause I've never edited the video of our thing. Um, 
and I know it's going to need to be because just the way I just said, um, right there, uh, you wouldn't hear that in the normal podcast. And I know Mike's a more of a let it rip type guy, but I let's have, get into the podcast stuff then, since we're uh, kind of digging into the, unless you got another over. Nope. I'm good to go. So, all right. Brutally honest pot, uh, breakdown of episode 40 and 41. So 40 and 41. So I'll go with the keel stuff first, just cause I had it written down. Thought you guys did a great job. Uh, keel definitely makes me feel like a C minus Badger fan. For I was sure. Even, For sure. I was, I was even doing a little reading up on the Badgers, but my uh, retention of shit I read is so bad. But listening to that, my critical part is, is we need to learn how to get a guest in more comfortably, but that might be a little bit behind the scenes. So it took you guys like 10 minutes and then it was like smooth flowing, but we just need to hit, learn to hit the urinal running. Fair, fair enough. I think that's a decent assessment that especially when we're running and not you, I think when you're running, I think things go a little bit smoother, but when I'm trying to run things, like I definitely dropped, you say that you cut out ums. I dropped an um right in the like um, intro last week. So, yeah. And it happens. Uh, I think preparation it looks like we're getting a little bit better with preparation so that was another part of that i was happy that i was gone for is like i think you guys got to figure out uh how much like it's not like a lot of preparation that i put into it but i seen you guys doing your own google docs by just shitting on my template that was supposed to be a template i'm gonna rip on riley here for a little bit uh, so you guys started talking about, I think this was with Keel. Like I was very impressed with Keel's knowledge. Keel does a great job where he's going to be our guy. Like he, yeah. he, he's sealed the job with the Badger stuff. Later in the show, Riley was talking about uh, Little League World Series, always slipping in uh, their favorite actor being a, like a porn star or something. And First off, I call bullshit that Mike doesn't know who a porn star is. I definitely don't know if any of the porn stars that I knew when I was 25 are still active porn stars. I would never like search for a specific name in porn star anymore. Right. So like probably between the ages of like 12 and 25, I would have, but anymore, it's just, I just want to see porn. I don't give a fuck who it is. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, i thought that was kind of the point it's like you guys were saying when you were 12 you wouldn't know who a porn star no no when i was yeah probably for a long time i knew who porn stars were i mean i want to say that when i was 20 21 22 somewhere in there like during that time frame like there were a few porn stars that were actually like famous like jenna jameson was like famous famous like a-list celebrity famous not just like She's known in porn circles. She was known by everyone. I think maybe I'm just like a deviant too. That's possible. Yeah, no, I mean that I I guess that's a good point, but I think you could pull a name out of your hat of one or two. Yeah, you so you're probably not wrong if I just like throw out like two like crazy names like something star or something, it's probably gonna be like a 
a porn star of some sort, right? See, you already have one in your head. Yeah, I, see, right? I, yeah, I'm not. But like, I can't guarantee that that's a name. I don't know that name. I don't know. So like, I know a person named Patrick Jerome, right? I don't know for sure that like, if I say a name, that it's a porn star. He fucks like one, but <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that would. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's stop. easy to fuck like a porn star if you just tape yourself right yeah i guess no then you just then you just do right because that's what you are yeah but i haven't done that yet but <laughs> maybe one day maybe one day i'll be a porn star. maybe one day all right so that being said though riley riley was very standoffish about knowing who a porn star was and this was Riley was like an inspiration to me as a kid. Like Riley was the biggest boob hound I had ever known at the youngest age. So Riley would like take magazines of like JC pennies and he would cut out boobs and he would hide them under his pillow. And so what out, age are we talking about here? He was like six. No, I was very not. respectable. I was not. Six. I know it was um, awesome, and he's embarrassed about it. <laughs> no, I hit him in my uh Ziploc bag that was my like Sunday school stuff. Whoa, like, oh my, oh my school. Jesus, like, man! Not, Holy not, cow! No, 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 no! It like I didn't. It was like old, and it was just thrown away or like put into a drawer. But like that's where I hit it. So that was pretty. That's clever. That's clever. Like hiding it in your Bible, right? It's good. Yeah, he had, he had a good collection. I don't think he hid it as well as he thought he did because I'm pretty sure when I went over there, your mom showed me like <laughs> like just check out what Riley hides under. I, I might be like peeling back a curtain too far for Riley there, but then. But to be also, fair, like you wouldn't probably as a parent like want to like shame him for that stuff either. No, you could create some real like weird stuff if you start shaming him for you know no, what I mean. I, I think his parents were proud. <laughs> but then another good story of y- a young Riley is uh his Google search history, he didn't know how to clear it. So so it said Jessica Simpson's Bobby's. <laughs> <laughs> In his Google search engine. And then my my personal favorite is, I think they had a new house. So like the backyard didn't have uh, grass and shit yet. So it was like dirt. And someone wrote boobs in like the dirt, like as big as they could. And, and Riley was getting questioned for it. And he blamed it on his dog. <laughs> boots it's a good move i like <laughs> i'm really respecting all these moves riley i would no. I, I don't think i would have the guts to uh write boobs in my backyard as an yeah. adult so like i have recollection of like some of those but like that last one i don't at all so that one's a wild card that could have happened and i i don't know but i feel like if i don't spell 
Jessica Simpson's boobies right. I probably wouldn't spell boobs right on the on the dirt. But, All right. Your mom still listens to this, so so we'll have uh Yeah. Yeah. We'll have She'll text some correction. Me. So Tishy, text me too. I want I wanna know how how true these stories are. I, how I accurate got, your memory is, right? I definitely made up the part about him blaming boots, but I, I, I remember the Jessica Simpson one just being one she tells like my girlfriends, my friend, like everyone. So that one I know for sure happened. All right. And I, I'll roll through these a little bit faster. So Mike's steroid take needs a correction. And I just want everybody out there to know. So Mike wants to pump these Little League World Series kids with steroids right now. We're not all on the same page. The steroid shit, dude, you're get you're going a little too uh what's the crazy guy down in Austin that like has these Joe Rogan? Well, okay. Alex Jones. Alex Jones. Yeah, that's you're going guy too. A, a little too Alex Jones with your steroid. Well, so to be fair, I did say if you want to watch like natural baseball, go watch the Little League World Series. So as soon as they're done with that, they can start their steroids. But I just think it's to the point. It's to the point where I want to say I do not agree with my steroid sake. I I am fully acceptant of the steroid era in baseball, and I'm cool with that. Even if a guy gets popped off, I get it, and it doesn't make me like that mad. But I don't want these players pumped with steroids to the point where you need to take steroids to be in the league because I think it just gets to the point where you'd be like, let's just create robots who hit the ball further than, than humans. So I don't think that you would. Um, I'll defend my point a little bit here. I don't think that that's what you end up with, right? So steroid, the base premise of steroids is that you recover faster than other people, right? So injuries don't last as long. Um, you can work out more in order to be where you're at. And if we look at the guys that have popped hot for steroids, a lot of the ones that popped late in their career were all-stars and MVPs, right? So there's a lot of minor leaguers that popped hot too, that hadn't made it, made it to the pros yet. But like you have at least four league MVPs that were steroid users so you have tejada you have braun you have alex rodriguez and you have bonds guaranteed like that's just like boom 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 off the top of my head mvps that use steroids they're better than other players and that's what i want to see i want to see guys that can play not guys that can kind of play i do think you make good points with stuff good for you i I was going to bring some more ammunition to the table with it but i just think it's an unhealthy world if, uh, you know, you have to take steroids to make it to. Because the, the way you sell that is if you don't take steroids, you're not going to be a pro athlete. And I don't think it should be necessary to do steroids to become a pro athlete. I do think there is a safe way to do steroids where you don't become dependent. But I just think you're 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 playing with fire, I guess, for lack of a better term, when 
when you're telling these people to do steroids. So I think if you choose to be Ichiro Suzuki or Tony Gwynn, you don't have to be on steroids to be in the majors, right? And to be elite, an elite level player. So those guys never tried to hit for power, right? So they might've been able to, but they chose, I'd rather hit 320 and just be a dominant player than dominant singles hitter, maybe hit some doubles, then hit home runs. And, and I, so there's, there's an opportunity, but no one in major league baseball wants to be the player that hits 310, 320, 330 anymore. They all want to be the guy that hits bombs. And we see that in a, in a roster like the Brewers, guys that only want to hit bombs, we end up scoring either one run a night or we score 10 runs a night. Everybody gets hot at the same time or everybody gets cold at the same time. And it wrecks the game of baseball. Like if you have three guys that string together singles, you're going to score runs too. But nobody in baseball wants to do that. And I think that there's a there's room for that guy that just wants to be the singles hitter. And then there's a room for the guy that only wants to hit bombs. And that's mostly what guys want to do currently in the majors. I disagree with that pretty I wouldn't say adamantly, but like I think though, if everybody's doing steroids, like you're still gonna have to do steroids to be that guy in the game with all the other aspects of it, like the recovery, this stuff, that stuff, is I just think it pushes the bar up for the each row so that he's gonna be doing steroids too. Or you're going to find a guy that does steroids that can do the same thing. Like that, that's what I'm saying is you, you would flush out the clean players. Like there's no doubt in my mind. If you, if you let steroids be legal and you encourage steroids, there's going to be that guy, but he's going to be taking steroids as well. So only, only if he thinks it's okay, morally, there may be a like, still like, if half the population, your talent level doesn't change, right? Unless you work and the guys that make it to the majors are the guys that work. Yeah. I don't care. But, if, so I could be taking steroids. I'm not going to go to major league baseball just because I take steroids and I was okay at like playing baseball at one point in my life. And it might take a guy from AAA to the majors, but it's not going to take a guy that was drafted in the 57th round that was never going to touch the majors to the majors. But so this is what I'm saying though. So I think as a podcast, we all agree that when you raise the talent level in the thing, I think this was even a good point that you made on the other thing is, is the players that are playing today are the best players because they've got to stand on the shoulders of other players. So if you bring steroids into the game your best players are going to be on steroids and the players that need to get better than the players that are playing now are going to need to take steroids to get to the player they only i maybe. don't and i don't disagree with like if if riley's taking steroids or if i'm taking steroids or if I'm, you're taking steroids we're not making it the majors we're maybe throwing 73 instead of 68 uh, yeah <laughs> like that that's not what I disagree with at all. Like I don't think steroids are some magical substance that's gonna make Joe Blow 
the the next Barry Bonds. I'm just saying is once you introduce them and you legalize them like that, you're going to need to use them to get to that level. And I just don't think that's a healthy precedent to send. But also, like I said, I didn't do all my ball shrinking, Roy rage, which I also think is like kind of, a, you know, like a weed is bad type. Um, what like what's that called? Propaganda. Uh, so it's a uh, reefer madness is what the but like propaganda. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah, so your your balls will probably stop working, right? And so they might get smaller. I just want a little bit of pushback on the steroid take. Fair but enough. that turned into a fight club, which is going to be a segment on the show. And Riley stayed out of it. So I want to hear Riley's take. Who's, whose take's better? Mine, that steroids is going to set a bad precedent and you're going to have to take steroids to make it to the next level or Mike's let's hit the ball as far as we fucking can, which is, which is like the exciting thing. So I get, I get it. I'm not that biased when it comes to this point. I just think we hammered a little too positively on steroids. Yeah. I, I think obviously it'd be more enjoyable to watch guys roided up, but that's just realistically shouldn't be allowed just for to let anyone do steroids free willing because that's probably not good for their health long term. So but shouldn't I that also, be a personal decision? I like whether you're willing to hurt your body. Like so go ahead. I'm sorry. It should, I'll stop arguing my point. Yeah, no shit. I was gonna I, say I Mike, just that's cheating. I think it would be irresponsible of the MLB for allowing them to do that. I think you're right that it'd be more fun, but I just think long-term it'd be irresponsible. And I know it's kind of a shocking old guy take for me, but it's just you, the, the younger, like if it's like 18 year old guys in the MLB started roiding, it's going to keep tri- trickling down type of thing. And that's just not healthy. But so, it so, would be fun to see a bunch of Barry Bonds hitting dangers. Don't get me wrong. This argument drives me crazy, and that's where I'm going to leave this. That argument in particular, the, you know, well, other people will do it if you do steroids. Well, have some self-respect and don't do steroids. If you think it's dangerous for your health, don't do it. I'm done. I got to be done. We can't go into this. I, will, I can argue this all night. <laughs> if that's a difference of... Just making that extra hundred thousand dollars on a draft pick, even people are going to do it. I so think I understand that, but like that's that's a personal choice. And so I've actually done some research, not a lot, but like he googled steroids one time. No, so I did a research paper <laughs> in either my freshman year of college or my uh, senior year in high school. About so you steroids. didn't you didn't only Google, you Googled and copied and pasted. Hey, I did read one pamphlet on steroids too. <laughs> Google was not nearly as good as it is today. I don't know that like the negative health benefit or health effects are really actually there. Right. So I think that it'll be interesting to see guys like 
Roger Clemens, uh, Alex Rodriguez, Andy Pettit, Ryan Braun, Miguel Tejada, these guys that we know tested positives for steroids and how long they live, if they have oversized hearts, if they die at the age of 47, which is, I think, already passed for bonds, right? That like, these are things that are not accurate statements coming from from propaganda in the 80s that said, oh, this is the worst thing that you can do. Like a Bill Romanowski might be the healthiest guy that you've ever seen. And he does more, more supplements and probably steroids than anyone on the planet. Wait, who is this? Bill Romanowski was a linebacker in the NFL for a long time. Like, oh, okay. He, he runs, he was, I want to say he runs a steroid company currently. But he was a psychopath. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> he was a psychopath probably before he started steroids. Dude, that was the guy that would like everyone hated because he would like break fingers at the bottom of the pile. And yeah, he's an asshole. Like, but that's the way things are. Like, some people are assholes. We will get off steroids. We're gonna have a yes, please fight. do. Sorry. We were we're gonna have a fight club round two, but as you can hear from the flow of the show, we do love steroids, whether whether we don't want athletes to take them or that we do want athletes to take them, but we we're going to do a fight club one day and Mike and I are both going to do a research paper and we're going to come, we're going to come out. I'm we're going to try to go that in depth. I don't think anymore, but yeah, but I will. And then I'll rip you apart and you're, you're going to lose. Cause you're going to realize unless you decide to give out fake information and bullshit that you're wrong. No, that Mike, I'm not going to go. It's not dangerous to people's health. And so, do them. They give them, they give them to kids I, and old people when they're trying to die. When kids and old people are dying, they give them steroids or regular people. Right. So like me, if I like all of a sudden get cancer, they're going to give me steroids to keep me alive. But so yeah. that's, what, that's a different that? situation. That's a it's, different it's a different, it is a different situation. I'm dying. So they're like, hmm, how can we keep him alive? Give him a few more steroids. All right. What is testosterone level back to what's normal? We're going to have a fight club round two and we're going to see. I'm sorry. I told you. (laughs) I do have a spicy meatball and my spicy meatball. I'm going to skip the one that where I beat a dead horse and say how uh, Mike's disregard for my, my template for the show was blatant and awful. So I'm skipping that one. I just wanted to mention it one more time. But so my spicy meatball is the Little League World Series stinks. Um, I know I'm a day late and a dollar short to this take, but the kid that hit the other kid and he started crying because he hit the other kid. And then the kid that got hit went and hugged the kid was the cringiest, most awful thing. Not, maybe not the most awful thing I've seen in sports, but it was bad. It, it was just like a bad precedent to send. Like you can't, you, there's no crying in baseball. There's no crying in baseball. You can't cry in baseball. It's, it's ridiculous. Like, 
it's not that you don't want that kid on his, your team because he's young. Like, I probably cried playing baseball, but I at least knew that that wasn't the right thing to do when I was done doing it. Like, I wasn't going to come. Like, maybe my mom and dad would hug me because my mom and dad are awesome. The kid on the other team wasn't going to come fucking hug me. He should have punched the kid in the face. Like, he's like, I'm having a moment here. This this is the first time I've had, like, the old man take of, like, this generation soft. Like, I was, like, I was mad. I sent it to, I showed Paige's dad. I'm like, look how soft this is. Like, I was heated because I thought it was, I'm like, because we're always called soft because I'm younger, that type of thing. And then I finally saw it. I'm like, this is why we get called soft. And I was like mad that they're kind of rewarding him for like crying and like hugging him like an awkward middle school couple, like in the hallway. It was just weird. It was, it was, I don't feel like it, it was nice. Sure. But it got like way too popular and way too, way too much traction for like such a weird interaction it was very forced like yeah it was like he was like should i do it and you could tell he did it on his like own merit so i'm not gonna say the kid is like shitty but like he did it on his own merit but you could kind of tell like the cameras were on like in that merit like whereas like if the cameras weren't there you just kind of be like because I've seen some goofy shit. Like, I was always the kid, and, like, Mike would have hated me back in the day. Like, in wrestling, like, wrestling wasn't for me, dude. I cried every time I wrestled. Like, I sucked at wrestling. I would cry. I hated it. But, like, no one was hugging me for it. Like, it, it just wasn't my sport. Um, and I'm not even saying it's not the pitcher's sport. It, it's just... It was just like such a weird interaction with those kids that so, they they just preach that like oh that's sportsmanship. It's like no, it's just like that kid's not there yet. You don't need to hug him to. Maybe it was nice. I don't know. I'm kind of so, talking myself <laughs> into it's nice. No, so I don't think that it's like bad, right? So like people treating humans nicely is not not ever bad but it's actually worse that like his people aren't like there for him right so like where's the shortstop where's his catcher what so i don't i didn't see the clip at all i don't know like what circumstances it's in right is he like losing his mind because they lost a game because he hit this kid not that i know of so that that is actually a really good point mike because I don't think it was affecting the game at all. Like, I don't think it was like he hit, he hit a guy with, as far as I remember, there was not even a runner on first. Maybe there was a runner on second, but it wasn't like walking anybody home to like go up to score. Like he was more upset that he was pitching bad and he hit the guy. And I think he wasn't even like crying because he hit the guy. He was crying because he was like not in the zone. Like, yeah. Like, I think like he was I mean, crying because he hit him in the head, though. He, he smacked him in the head. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, so, but right. like, we see that as 
like, I don't think that that affects that kid's brain. Right. So like, I mean, maybe this pitcher was way better than every pitcher I ever faced in little league, but, um, we see guys hit somebody in the head at 95 and kind of lose their mind on the mound. Right. Because we watch major league baseball. And if you do that, like that can really like affect someone, right. That could injure them long-term concussion. Like they can't do things properly in little league. I don't know that that's the case. Right. And so I think he just sees that pitchers kind of lose their mind or hitters lose their mind when they hit a line drive back up the middle and it hits this guy in the head and like adults know that like, that's going to affect them badly. This kid probably saw a bunch of that right in the last four or five years, guys getting hit in the head. And then these adults acting like this is going to affect that guy's whole career, which it might in the pros. But in Little League, I don't think it does. And you could be right. I, I definitely need to watch it again. We probably should. So I haven't it. even seen it. So that's just an assumption <laughs> that like he's probably seen people react super negatively and he's mimicking that act. He doesn't really even have good emotion. Like the fact that he's not pitching well probably doesn't help, right? If he stayed up and they were like running around the hotel, you know, smoking doobies and drinking beers at 12. Um which is a possibility right before the game. And then he's tired. Like that's what we were doing in Sparta Legion. I know that's what you Sparta kids were doing. You goddamn heathens. We but, were still, um, we were still had stepping on Wilton's turf and whooping their ass. Oh yeah, for sure. We were not, we were never worth a hoot, but uh, like if you, like if a kid's just overly tired, cause he's been in a hotel for four days. And like something goes minorly wrong, he could lose his mind and start and, yeah. crying. That's what I mean by lose his mind. He could start crying and like so, but I don't think the other kid needs to like go give him a hug. Where's his fucking catcher at? Where's his yeah. first baseman? Like, just run in there. Like, like, hey, we got this. We're gonna win this game. No big deal. I like that take. Yeah, it should have been a coach. It should have been yeah, his fucking... coach should be running out. Like you just hit a you just hit a player, right? You're not pitching well. Your coach should be headed to the mound anyway. Your coach should be head in the mound and say, fuck that pussy. (laughs) (laughs) We're good. Yeah. So I don't know. Like, I'm disappointed in his teammates. All right. I like that. His teammates are probably disappointed in him too, though. So, But, yeah, my my main point is it's tough to say, and it is a spicy meatball, but the Little League World Series sucks. It shouldn't be on TV. They like televised like fucking beanbags, man. Yeah, that shouldn't be on TV. Like, it doesn't. <laughs> it does. they, I think they have chess <laughs> tournaments and spelling bees on ESPN, right? So I'll take the Little League World Series. I get where you're coming from. It's a little disappointing, but I think that each generation has disappointed, especially those without children in the previous generation. I will say I, I hate generation blaming. I stay away from that at all costs. I don't think he cried because he's a generation Z. Like I was crying my eyes out and I was a millennial. Me too. I, yeah. So, so, all right. I still that, cried about things to this day. So that is my spicy meatball. Does anyone else have a spicy meatball? Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to, 
you're saying it shouldn't be on TV. I'm going to give that like three and a half jalapenos because I think at least that sports, if you're going to throw it on ESPN, I'm comfortable with anything like that. I think there's some things that you could take off of ESPN. I mentioned them earlier. I think they do some chess stuff, some spelling bee stuff. I don't need beanbags. I don't like, I'm not sure who's watching that stuff, but Riley, I think that's batshit crazy. I think the little league world series is a staple. Um, I, I remember each like summer in high school, I guess I, I would during two days during football, I would come home and watch it for hours between practices and go back. Like it was, it's such a staple in households. I think as soon as you take it off, people start complaining about it not being on because it's the dog days of summer. I think that's crazy. I'm going for jalapenos. I like that blowback, though. Good job, guys. Good job. I like it. So Ted Lasso, I don't know if you guys have seen that or not, is just the movie Major League. And granted, I've watched one episode, but it's the exact same premise, like some owners like trying to like make the team end up being bad, hire a bad coach. Don't give them any like resources. It's the same premise. It's just in 2020 instead of 1990 or whenever major league was made. So you're telling me it's the best show ever made. It's so it is funny. Like I will give you that. It is hilarious, (laughs) but um, he says some very, very funny things. Um, it is worth watch, I think, from just episode one, but it is the exact same premise as Major League. I'm not disappointed with that. And if it's anything near as good as Major League has been to me my whole life, I would give that 0.5 jalapenos because I could use some more Major League in my life. Yeah, I've, I've seen all of it, um, and it's a good show. It's uh, the last season gets a little, little too, uh, a little too political, I guess. But like the other seasons are like fun, happy go lucky, good endings type of show. So I, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'll go one jalapeno. All right, from spicy meatballs, we will move on to hot in the streets, and Pat's hot in the streets. Uh, just in case he hasn't mentioned it yet, Mike fucked up the template for the show, and I was very mad about it. But we will get past it, and we will leave. <laughs> we will we will go up to Mike's hot in the street because he actually has some good shit. Well, so I would just like to say I'm very happy you're not using steroids because otherwise you might have killed your whole family over a template thing. And so you know. I would have. I like <laughs> there. <laughs> There might have been someone dead because couple dead dogs, few dead kittens. Yep. All right. Yes. So uh saw on Twitter last night that Wisconsinites won four out of eight first places in the US mullet championships. I think that for sure we should adjust the name mullet to the Wisconsin waterfall immediately. And from hence on forth on banging on the drum it is now the wisconsin waterfall because obviously we grow mullets the best out of everywhere and i've proved that before we have a very prominent guest on this show that probably has 
the best mullet I've ever personally known in Mark. Mark, that thing is a beauty. I think he was trimming it up for something. He might have been one of the top four that that guy. Dang, we got to get him on if he is a top four mullet uh, championship winner. He was a uh, he was a uh, two of them were definitely children that won too. Very impressive guys. We're very proud of you. Take that home. All right. Mike, so your next one before we sound too dumb, I'm going to cut you off. I don't know if you heard. So there was rumblings about Durant heading to Memphis, but I guess the shit got settled before the podcast and he is going to stay in Brooklyn and no longer rumblings about him going to Memphis. But when I first read what you wrote, I was kind of excited to see him play with Ja. Yeah, I would be excited to see that kind of too. I guess they have four first round picks or something like that that they can they can dump together in order to get a high end player. Um, but they weren't willing to put in any of their other young stars, right? So obviously not Morant, but um, they got a couple other guys. I don't even know who they are. They're not good enough to like really matter. Send them out of the building. Bring in Durant. The Nets are going to be good too. So my dumb They got question, too many head cases. My dumb question of the day, though, is Kyrie didn't go anywhere, right? Yeah. Nope. The net the Sorry. Nets the Nets are good to go. Um I just I think got, Kyrie's the problem. And yeah, I, he had a I did, player, he had a player option, I believe. And it was for like forty million a year, and it's all guaranteed. Obviously, why wouldn't you take that? Obviously, I don't think the Nets wanted him to take it, but um, he ended up taking like a player option, or like I don't know if it was technically a player option, but decided to go back earlier um, this spring. I think. Yeah, so I shouldn't say that I think Kyrie's the problem. I think that he is going to be the limitation to a championship, and. Durant could probably be falling that same boat that like you need the ball so often that like things don't just match up with those two. Right. And Harden being there doesn't help that it, the personalities don't work well enough in order to win a championship. And I guess like there's probably teams that have proven me wrong on that in the past, but that team's just seems like too much of a head case in order to win. Now, yeah. I guess I would have thought the same thing about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or probably the LA Rams at some point too. So, yeah. And I'm going to do what I've been doing best is nitpick the one thing that you say wrong in that statement, <laughs> but Kevin Durant's never going to be the guy why a team's not going to win a championship. Like he went to golden state and he just fit into a role that he didn't need to fit into. But that's what I'm saying. That's the one thing that I would say, differently about that but i do agree with you fully is if if there's a reason why they're not going to win a championship yeah maybe not like if the only reason but i think kyrie irving is a big reason as why it's going to be hard to win a championship even though when he's firing on all cylinders and playing he's magical like yeah he could have got that 40 million anywhere he went 
People would have paid for it because he's a great player. However, he's also a head case. And my statements about Durant, he is abrasive and direct, and that can sometimes not work for a team. He's abrasive and direct on Twitter. He's but not, he's got to be that person in 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 life. Otherwise, you're not that dude. Otherwise, right? So you I, might, if you're friendly with a guy, you might not be like that. But like, say a guy starts pissing you off, that can wreck the dynamic of a team. Yeah, I. But just the way that he seamlessly fit in with an already championship team. So like, it's it's not. I, I guess he wasn't the man. So you could be right. Like he went to the Nets to be the man where this is like, it's my team. I'm going to flex like a little bit and whatever. I, I am a huge box fan. I think Kevin Durant is the best player in the NBA. And I love Giannis to death. I think, I would take Giannis 10 times over 10 times over Durant because of like what Mike said is a little bit of like the mindset thing is like Giannis's head is in the right place and you know, it's in the right place. I don't think Durant is like a detrimental head case to a team, but I I think he is more likely to be that guy than Giannis because Giannis will never be that guy is what I've seen from Giannis so far. Yeah. I think I agree with what you're saying there. Yeah. And that's how we tie the show into Wisconsin sports. Every, every segment we go, I think that Nets team, if you get them to play, let's say 55 games together, and then play in the playoffs. If I'm a Bucks fan running into that team in the playoffs, I'm not feeling great. Yeah, so I think that uh, Budenholzer has a like a theory that you make one person beat you, right? I think that's the way he operates his defense. And if he decides that he wants just Kyrie to beat them. I think they win. I think the Bucks still have a chance to win because Durant, like you said, isn't isn't going to be the head case player. So if he isn't getting open looks, he's getting doubled every time, and Kyrie is one on one, he's going to give the ball up to Kyrie or Harden or whatever, right? And if you're expecting those two guys to beat the Bucks, I don't think they can. And Durant can't can't hold Giannis. He's not defensively that guy. Yeah, I th- I just think it's the capability of that team that scares me is like like we've mentioned is Kyrie like even with his head case shit like when you get glimmers of him playing like even last season what did he play like maybe 20 games I I don't even know what it is it's not yeah, many maybe. games but like 15 of those games you're kind of like I remember I caught one of them and it definitely was like, oh shit, he is one of the best players in the NBA yep. when when he plays. But just that's like Jordan Love. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> just but but that's scary, just him and Durant. And then what if they could talk 
James Harden into not yeah. being a fat piece of shit. Like that that could turn yeah if you can real get bad physical talents to match up with their mental talent, right? That would be perfect. If you can get all their physical talent rolling in the same direction, they dominate the league. But you can't always do that. Pat, I think you mean um, Ben Simmons. James Harden's a, James Harden's on the Sixers. Ben Simmons oh, is on the Nets, and he's yeah. the he's Oh, the yeah, you're right. I was guy. thinking the opposite but of that, he's, too. Good, good, good thing um, we brought Riley in. Riley, um, good, good step in there. I just think Ben Simmons is another head case. He's, there's been, like, tons of rumors of – He I'm might be saying, worse than Harden. Like if he, yeah, I'm not saying, like, if he has an actual mental illness, that's not bad. But, like, all the <laughs> things are saying that it's just him trying to kind of cash a paycheck, milk an injury. That's what it's coming off as. And so if, if, he is have, a, if he does actually have a mental illness, like, it's not wrong for him to have a mental illness or we shouldn't be, like, picking on him for having a mental illness. But it's not good for your team either. Right. If that thing hinders the team, it's not good for your team. Like, I get that, like, he should get help and he should have the resources he needs to be better, but that doesn't make your team, like, not as bad because he's got a diagnosed mental illness. No, I was going to state this way harsher. Um, I'm so grateful that riley caught that because i totally forgot about that trade i did too um, <laughs> because ben simmons never played for him but ben simmons mental illness to me is a fear to try your hardest and fail like yeah. it's it's as simple as that and what i was gonna say his his mental illness is being a bitch it's it's just in like you guys said, you already stated it is like, if it's like a true, like mental illness, sure. But in, and I get people like battle with like anxiety and shit, but to me, yeah, it, it's tough to go like too far down that hole. Like, you don't get to where you're at without getting like overcoming those op- some type of obstacles. So you, you got to think he he's it just points into a, a direction where he's just not trying where he should be. Yeah. So is I'll, all what I what Mike, let me take one one player that had a mel- mental illness that was not afraid to like try super hard that needed so there there's definitely cases of that. Because, like, Larry Sanders for the Bucks was just an absolute monster, try-hard dude, had a head case. So, I mean, yeah, I, I'm wrong. So, I will contradict myself right off the bat. But to me, it seems like Ben Simmons is afraid to get made fun of because he misses free throws. He's afraid to get made fun of because he can't shoot. Like, to me, it just seems like a Fear of greatness is because I mean he was projected to be great. People think you should be great. 
you know, yeah. it happened to Fultz too. Um, and then, then the pressure got taken off him. And he's a pretty all right player for Orlando. But Ben Simmons isn't going to accept that he's a pretty all right player for, you know, an all right team, which the Nets could be a great team in my mind. Well said. Yeah. So I think that uh, there's a lot of people that have that fear to be great. They just don't have, don't have the physical talent to actually get to that level. Yeah. Also, I would have been breaking Barry Bonds record next week. Well, so, so like I think there. that when you said that and like when you put it in those things, like there's probably at least a part of me that would hundred percent like cared how I looked when I played, right? When there's some guys that don't. Yeah, yeah, dude. We would have been <laughs> you would have been tossing touchdowns to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, we wouldn't even have to have Aaron Rodgers. They could have no. just drafted me. I mean, it, it's like a real thing. Like, yeah. And I think it's also a real thing to think that you would have been better if you didn't have these like things, which, which is very fair. Because if you did not give a shit what you looked like when you were playing, Mike, you didn't give a shit. Like, which one thing about you is I always thought just because you always looked like a hammered bag of dog shit, that you, you didn't have those ailments. but For sure do. No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, but yeah, no, I, I think with Ben Simmons, it's he it was projected he was going to be, you know, slice the best thing yeah, since yeah, sliced supposed to be great, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I think Marco Fultz kind of – came to the same thing, but he didn't quit, you know, trying. Like he was just like, they were like, we're not going to put you in there. Maybe he did. Well, there's some guys that we don't see why they fail. And I think that's what Ben Simmons is, is he's a guy that we don't understand why he's failing, right? Because he has all the physical attributes. We don't understand why he can't shoot. He's not a seven footer. When If you're seven foot and you can't shoot threes, we get it. If you can't shoot free throws when you're seven foot, we get it. But we don't understand when a guard can't shoot threes and then when he can't shoot free throws. We don't, we can't comprehend that because if you make it to the NBA, how is it possible that you can't shoot from distance? Like we just don't, we can't comprehend why he fails. He's got all the physical attributes. NBA scouts seen it. Everybody has seen that he is this awesome player. I mean, to some extent, it's like PTSD in in the 1980s, right? We couldn't see how you were like struggling with things, but it doesn't matter. Do you know what I mean? Like the society can't see why you're struggling, and that's why we judge you so harshly. Yeah, and no, and some will come out because. I had to backtrack because one of, like I was saying earlier, one of my favorite players of all time is Larry Sanders. And it was like the way that he would hustle the way. And it's just, he was a head case for lack of a better term. Like, you know, he lived in his head 
yeah thought things that people didn't really think so like i guess who am i to judge ben simmons because i guarantee you ben simmons could whoop my ass whoop my ass in basketball whoop my ass in anything that he does but but yeah and and so like for pat and i i mean so this isn't as relevant to riley but like we judge him as an adult because we see him as an adult but he's like 23 22 23 like he's still making some terrible decisions in his life yeah could be uh, yeah could be i don't know that he 100 percent is but like yeah i went full circle on ben simmons right there because like i felt like i needed to walk back so i w- i will say my outsider looking in uh analysis is he's he got projected to be too good he thinks he should be that good he's not that good and he's afraid to try to be that good um but yeah let's get off ben simmons i'll take it. that was uh durant rumored to memphis but <laughs> was the hot <laughs> on that one so riley riley's got a good one I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah, I guess this one probably won't get as deep, but just kind of general news. Inflation can suck it because chicken wings are – the prices for chicken wings are going down, and it's right in time for football season. And it's just – yeah, yeah, it's like the perfect football food maybe ever. We can debate – embrace the – Bates sometime later but uh yeah i'm just excited about that mike was looking to embrace debate right now yeah i'll i'll embrace a little debate right now i don't think it's a perfect food for for probably anything um chicken wings are just eh. impromptu fight club right welcome to fight club mike state your point okay i will um like i think i would rather have a different piece of chicken uh drumsticks i think are better the thigh is better the wings that there's just so much work that comes with a wing like i can put all the same shit on either of those and i don't know like how many wings could you eat in one sitting do you think pat 100 yeah, so you could eat a hundred wings in one sitting. That's not normal. Like the, those are not types of foods you should be eating. Don't bring Pat into this. This is I'm the judge in this one. So Riley, how many do you think you could eat? They're no so, that better. Riley, state your point. Mike's point has been stated. Mike, anything you say is off the record until I say it's back on the record. Fair enough. I'll try to keep my mouth shut. Mike, strike that nice. from the record. Um, no, I just think it's one, I didn't have a good chicken wing until I like moved away from Wisconsin. So I don't think there's like good chick, there might be good chicken wing places, but I feel like everywhere down here has like a good chicken wing. So it might be something like that. But I just think if you get a good chicken wing, there's nothing better. And mate, you don't have the technique to get all the chicken off right away. Is either one you just right down into the table, slam it down, and then you suck the. <laughs> not gonna finish it. 
you know, you just, it's right there for you to eat. You like to suck it off the bone. I got you, Riley. I yep, got you. Yep, yep. Or, uh, you know how there's a, a big, big bone and a smaller bone. You kind of crack the small bone off and you, it, you got two wings. You got two bones right there. You just kind of suck off at once. So I, it's all about efficiency. Before I learned how to do that type of stuff, it wasn't. You uh, doing that all on purpose, sucking things off, big bone, small bone. No, that's just, that's how it that's is. That's just the way he talks. That's the way, things that he likes, Pat. Lay off him. Jeez. Yeah, he likes no, to suck I'm off all, the bones. I'm all for it, Riley. Uh, <laughs> so I know how no to matter eat what, chicken wings. Like, I know, I understand how to eat chicken wings. Can I be back? Hey, hey everybody, everybody strike that from the record. All right, Mike, you can talk now. Fair enough. All right, so I I know how to eat chicken wings. I just don't think that like there's enough bang for your buck, right? So they're one expensive, well, and like you could season any piece of chicken that way that you want. They're more expensive than like getting chicken wing drumsticks. prices are going down, dude. Strike what Riley's saying from the record. I think that that's great that the price is going down. Um, I will acknowledge what Riley said on the record. I think that's great, but I could probably get more drumsticks for less price than wings, like the same number, which is like two or three times meat for the same price. I have judge, no evidence to back that up. Judge outsider looking in, there was a point where Mike said they were too expensive, which Riley's point was that they're getting cheaper and then Mike changed it from so so this I think is it's ju- still too this- expensive. Like no matter what you do with wings, they're still going to be too ex- expensive. When I was in college, they were like five cents a wing or ten cents a wing on like Wednesdays. Oh, that was awesome! I forgot about that. Yeah, um, like and now they're like seventy-five cents a goddamn thing. But in, but anyways, so. I think you move the goalposts, though. You're good at moving the goalposts. And so we are going to reorient this. The, the drumsticks are a chicken wing as well, right, Riley? You're like, you're, it's not. No, just I the, think it's, I think the drumstick is just the, the bone that is narrow and then wide at the top. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the stereotypical that chicken is not a wing. piece of chicken. That's not a wing, no. The wing is the one that's got the two bones, and then yep. you split it in half, and it has the, and then it has Correct. one there. But those aren't drumsticks; are part of the leg, I believe. Yes. But when you when you order a set of chicken wings, you get you get little the legs, flat, and then something else. What's the other one called? A drummy, flat and a drummy. But like a drum, I'm talking about like a real drumstick, like the big piece. Oh no! Fuck that! Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Never mind. So now I'm, that I'm a non-biased jump, or I'm a nine non-biased judge. So I won't weigh in. But Riley, well, the wings are tiny little things, and then the what are two good pieces. Right if you would do, if you do like chicken legs, I'd be on board. That you all know, didn't count, and the drumstick that all didn't count. Still doesn't. I think I'm still on the board. You never told me I was off. I just did. I did. R- Riley, 
I, I, I don't know. I, I don't have much else to say other than it's America's food. Chicken wings, you think of Hooters, think of football. I just think Mike's being an old man about it. You got to splurge on your Sundays. You got to enjoy your Sundays. It's the day of rest and it's the day of football. And it's not even that expensive because prices are going down. I mean, it might be expensive in some places, but I just think it's the perfect NFL Sunday and what, what Riley said, and I know this guy, I, and I was going to bring this up in Spicy Meatballs. I'm going to bring it up right now. Um, but Riley's the Hooter King. He was hiding Hooters <laughs> underneath his pillow since he was six. So I won't argue that like it's like a culture Mike, thing. Mike, you may speak. Okay, I'm not going to argue that it's not a like a culture thing, and I think that our culture has it wrong, right? That we we put value on wings when there's not that much meat to a wing. Like it's more like it's, it's more like meat, having though. it's more like having like final meat. statements, final statements. So my right, it's more your- like having super expensive tennis shoes for five hundred, six hundred, seven hundred, a thousand dollar tennis shoes. Rather than seventy dollar tennis shoes, it's the exact same fucking tennis shoe, but like somebody put their name on it, and now we have to spend more on it because it looks cooler. I think that's what wings are. All right, good point, Riley. Final statement. I just don't think you've had a a damn good wing. Like I said, it will. I was on the same track or same train as you. Like I would rather just have like pizza on an NFL Sunday. But you find yourself a good wing. It'll change your life. There's, I go every Wednesday to a wing place. I just think wings are the best food, best type of football food. Where can I get a good wing? I don't like. I said I have no idea. Where do you Where do you go? Let's Let's call out our uh, little spot here in Dallas or Fort Worth. Buffalo Bros Sunday and Square downtown, uh, right where they. near where they filmed the uh, Walker, Texas Ranger, actually, uh, Buffalo Bros. It actually place um, started in Buffalo, New York. So, you know, it's got good wings, good recipe, too. Mike's eyes when Riley said Walker, Texas Ranger, um, and it films <laughs> next. Like, Mike, Mike was like, I might have lost this with that. I might have. I probably but, did. I just, like, I think they are, like, the name brand of what you're getting for chicken. And then, like, okay. that's it, where I'm out. I I'm do a bad see that, judge. But if you do find yourself a good place, it's worth it. But would, do they make bad thighs where I get more meat? Yeah. They probably, probably cost I the think same. The quality of it's just the quality of wherever you go, you get what you pay for. If you pay a little extra for a good chicken breast, it's probably going to be better. But so that's what I'm saying is that if I pay for the quality of a chicken breast, their wings are going to be more expensive than their breast. Even though I get double the meat, triple the meat, quadruple the meat and the breast, like they, they upcharge the wings because wings are a culture thing. No, I, I don't totally disagree, but I just think the chicken wings, the best meat hands down. I think chicken breast goes, you had a million chicken breasts, but a good chicken wing, nothing beats a good chicken wing. Pizza does. All right, you guys are great <laughs> lawyers. I'm an awful judge for not 
making you hold to this. But I have came to a decision. And Mike wins. So I'm sorry, Riley. Uh, Mike is like a persuasive guy. But when Riley said, Mike, you have a good point here in my mind. But also, I am kind of biased because I've always been the person like they go to Buffalo Wild Wings and I will get bone. I will get boneless wings. Like, I'm not saying I go there and like that's the best wings in the world. But I'm just saying, like, if I have a chance to get bone in or bone out. I usually go bone out. Those are chicken nuggets. That's true, but that's still what I do. Yeah, and chicken nuggets are good. Uh, (laughs) But, yeah, no, I I just think Mike's a professional dancer. You got to work with him for 10 years to to realize that you're going to need some more ammunition in the I just... I can't help it if you guys haven't had that that chicken wing that changes your life, then I can't so persuade place, you. I, there is a place in Milwaukee. So this, th- what I will say, I am not the final judgment. We're gonna make Mike put out a, another one of his hundred polls on Twitter. <laughs> we ju- we just gotta figure out how how we're gonna word it. But but yes. My well, we can just word it as are chicken wings the number one football food in America? Yes or no? And so, and I think if you word it like that, I will 100% lose, right? Without the arguments on our side, on my side, I think I'll lose, right? I think people will say, yeah, chicken wings, that's what I get on a Sunday. Not, no bang for the buck. Even- I can season my the rest of my chicken in the exact same way. Yeah, no, we, we get... Uh- Chicken wings and chili cheese fries here. So, and Pat, like we've made wings and went and watched playoff football games, right? We've done that, right? The Atlanta game, that's what we did. Did we not? What Atlanta? Oh, yeah, yeah. We made wings and then we went to lacrosse. So, we did that. Like, I've been on board with that. However, I just, that was a lot of work to make those fucking wings, too. Well, what I will say is you guys did a great job. You guys fought hard. And we will let Twitter decide what is coming next. Riley, you thought that was going to take like one minute. And that just, was. Uh, that it could have. I have to shut my mouth a little bit more. I got to quit arguing with everything you guys are saying. No, I loved it. I. I was happy that I got to stay out of it, hear the facts from both sides. But yeah, Mike, you're a persuasive arguer. Riley, you're too nice. You're you're yeah. too nice. You forfeited like three points and it hurt you. It hurt you. It's why lawyers are scumbags. You can't say sorry to a lawyer. So Mike's just a bigger scumbag than you, Riley. That's that's all that happened there. Okay. But but from there, um, like we said, we're gonna put out the poll on Twitter. Is or are chicken wings 
What? Wait, what's the poll? Our chicken Our wings, chick- the like preferred meal for an NFL Sunday. Okay. Yeah, we're going to put that out. Our chicken wings, the preferred meal for an NFL Sunday. And Mike's going to kick that out. He's going to retweet it. And then we're going to roll from there. So now we are going to move on to. You two got it. So a little housekeeping before we go to this move on thing. You guys got to retweet that shit. No, I would. I was in the field, buddy. Not not yesterday you weren't. I thought your polls were all right. So So they're not perfect ones, but like, and I wanted to wait like two weeks. I had them all set up in there. I wanted to wait a couple weeks. And then I saw people start putting that shit out. I was like, fuck it. I'm getting them all out right now. Yeah. Gotta wait till the weekend before when there's no football and people are itching to watch that regular season game. Yeah. No, Mike will hit on a tweet for a little bit, and then he will scrape the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> I, I got to get just, it all. Just I am trying. Keep, so I seen one poll you put out. You got like 56. But we, let's not do too much Twitter talk on here. But No, we can cut all that, honestly. No, Mike. You, yeah. Okay. All right. We can. We can. Go with the flow. So right now, we are going to move on to favorites on the fly. And with that, I am going to start it off. And I'm going to start it off with crushing Danger. So our Brewers update. And the first thing I'm going to do with the Brewers update is I'm going to apologize to you guys because I've been out doing shit. Brewers have not been on the forefront of my mind. I do think Mike did a pretty good job at keeping us up to date on the Brewers. Um, But since I stopped watching them, they have completely fell apart. Riley had some good points. He was very mad about the hater trade and us not trying to get better in that point. And what we've seen from Hayter since he's gotten traded has been pretty bad, but I do think Riley's point still stands in, like, we didn't get that much better from the trade, if anything. But I will say, like, what do you guys think? Like, do you think we saw something like this coming from Hayter? Or, like, I don't I think it'd be absolutely crazy to think anyone saw the fall off coming. I I mean, maybe one or two people maybe did, but I like that's never happened before in his career. Like he's had a stretch of one or two games of, you know, like struggling to get through it and finish the game, but he's got what a over 10 ERA since he's went to the Padres. Like he's like, 15.6. Yeah. Like, like no one saw that coming. And even I will admit, um, with haters ERA, you can't expect him to play like that with the Brewers, but it is looking a little better for us. But like, if you saw this coming and other teams saw this coming as well, like, I just think you'd get a, a less return or something like that. I think 
it'd be crazy to say that you saw this coming. Yeah, no, and I definitely did not see this coming. So I think I got to touch on it before I left the podcast is that I just thought there was something more coming. Like, I think we made that trade thinking we were going to be able to ship off guys for like more bats that just didn't happen. Like, I don't think it was the Brewers plan to be like, Hey, let's get rid of hater to save some money and not get a bat. Like, I don't think, I don't think that was the formula. Like, I think if you look at after the trade deadline, you look at like exactly what happened. It looked like we were punting, we were being stupid, but I I just don't think, and maybe it's me being optimistic. I don't think that's what we were trying to do. I think we were getting rid of Hayter. We were getting Rodgers. We were getting a couple other guys that we thought we were going to be able to ship out for a bat. And you guys touched in the last episode and I said to myself that I was going to bring the name of the guy that we designated for assignment that just ended up like going into free agency, but I didn't. Danielson. Danielson. But I think we thought like, okay, we have Devin Williams. He's going to close for us now. And his reaction to hater getting traded, like granted, I get it. It was like a friend and stuff, but like, we were like, you're the guy now. We're going to ship off Taylor Rogers for, you know, a bat. Anyways, that's, that's what I thought was going to happen is I think the trade deadline came and gone or came and went too fast. Like, I don't think it was the Brewers intention to not get a bat in that deal. And I think you see that with, uh, Cussing here coming up. Like, I, I just don't think thing the cards fell the way on the table that we thought they were gonna fall. But, anyways, fucking hurt the locker room. The two weeks I've been gone, everything has gone to shit. Um, the Cardinals are now five games ahead of us. We're one and a half games back in the wild card race. But I think we refresh, we start new. We're still, I think, nine games above 500 right now. And I'm just going to run through it real quick. So Keston here, back up in the majors. He's hitting 313, hit three dingers in the last seven days. Yelich still getting on base like we need him to. He's hitting 320. He's on base his on base percentage is 393 and he scored seven runs in the last seven games. Um, he did have a piss poor play on defense that seemed to lose us the game. Seems like every Brewer game has been going into extra innings. I don't know what's been going on. Have you guys <laughs> been on the I've been noticing that, but I it, but I don't know like what's going on with that. Like how come we can't just win a game in regulation. Yeah, but I'll be back on the case from here on out. But anyways, 
over the last seven days is what I'm going to cover. Uh, our pitching, we have a 3.02 ERA. Uh, everybody's been pitching pretty well. It looks like Burns just got lit up today. So it's not looking take, so good right now. Yeah. Take that with a grain of salt. So Burns tonight give up six hits, six runs, six earned runs, walk two. Yeah. Not, not looking good tonight. But other than tonight, you know, the, the pitching staff hasn't been that bad. Been giving up three runs a game, so should be winning those games. Ashby had a bad start. But other than that, I think I think we just shed. We shed it a little bit. Like let's let's let it go. I was hoping we were gonna be winning tonight when we uh recorded this episode so i'd be like hey we're 10 games above 500 let's just start this season 10 games above 500 and see where we get but the cardinals have been just on such a fucking heater that i don't know if you could see it coming but i'm not gonna give you the same old banging on the drum bullshit like it's just it's not good right now we need to turn around I think we have the team that can turn it around. I don't think we have the greatest team in the MLB, but we have one of the top 10 for sure starting pitching staffs. We have Devin Williams in the bullpen. We have Taylor Rogers in the bullpen. We have a decent bullpen. Like we, we can get the job done. We just need to start scoring runs. We didn't get the bat that Riley wanted that rightfully so seems like we should have got, but like I tried to explain before, I think we were trying. I don't think, I don't think it was a fuck the brewers organization. We were trying to save money move. I think it was, Hey, let's get rid of this piece, get a bunch more pieces, see if we could, work those pieces that's how it worked in my head but anyways brewers not looking good right now i think we'll turn it around so that will be my banging on the drum optimistic spin at it we got a good pitching staff we can do it guys we can do it let's get in the playoffs and let's see how things go from there, we will go to driving fast and turning left with Mike. How's MTJ Martin Turex Jr. doing? Well, so he didn't do very well at all this weekend. Uh, finished 23rd, um, bottom half of the pack. Not ideal. Ryan Blaney did finish 24th last weekend. He might have led a couple laps. Ryan Blaney might have. And now that I say that, doesn't seem all that likely. Anyway, this weekend is his last chance to make the chase. I don't think either Blaney or Martin Truex Jr. can make the chase without a win. But I could be wrong about that. You're wrong about that. Is Okay. So, so gotta, they're, they're the only guys that don't have a win that can make the chase, I think. Okay. So 
But basically, Martin Truex Jr. is going to have to lead a bunch of laps, finish in the top five, and Ryan Blaney is going to have to finish in the back end of this next race. Otherwise, we don't make it in. Yeah. No, I was looking at it a little bit, and I see that Blaney was 25 points ahead of us. I don't know what qualifies for 25 points. But yeah, I don't know made, what would make up 25 points, right? But yeah, so long story short is like we need to beat him by more than 25 points and we need someone that already has a win to win, if that makes yeah. sense. Yep. So like we just can't have some back-of-the-pack guy win. There's 15 racers with wins right now. Sorry, Mike. I the NASCAR stuff is just so fascinating to me how the points work. So right now we have like 776 points, and that would put us in sixth place if it was just by the points and not the wins. If if Martin Truex Jr. wins this next weekend, he would go from 16th place. He would probably get points. He would probably go up to like fourth place or third place yeah. with as many with as many points as he would get but but yeah it was just super interesting to me so blaney doesn't have a win martin truex jr doesn't have a win they're battling for the 16th spot currently blaney holds it martin truex is in 17th and we need to make up 25 points and we don't know how the points work <laughs> <laughs> I know you get points for top five finishes, top 10 finishes, right? Leading you get laps, points for leading laps. Yeah. I, I, so I don't know exactly. Yeah. We just need to make up 25 points. We'll, we'll keep it simple. So what we're called to action for all the other 33 or 34 drivers that are out there, uh, wreck Ryan Blaney in lap one, please. That would be, that, that would, would be, be ideal for us. All right, we are going to go to the back of the onion bag with Riley. Riley, take your time because I'm going to be listening, but I'm going to be walking at the same time. So back of the onion bag with Riley. Okay. Um, I do not have too much to say other than I, I didn't get to watch the game. It was too early in the morning after my late disastrous flight. We won one nothing against another scrappy team, a lot like last week. Um, we're still in a good position. Not much else to say other than that. Uh, this week we get to see who's in our group for the Champions League, which is, like I keep saying, it's just it's a big tournament, big opportunity to make money. So we get to see that, and there's a good chance we get stuck with one of like the biggest teams in the world so there's a good chance they'll be popping up on your tv screen at least once or twice during that tournament so excited to see how that goes but that's not until thursday or friday so is the champions league just a tournament yeah it's it's a tournament so it's a round robin into a playoff so you have i don't know 32 teams four groups of eight and top two make it through to the knockout or playoff round 
So similar to FIFA. Yeah, a lot like the World Cup. Okay. Other than their playoff is two games and you combine the score and then the World Cup is just a one-off game. Okay. I like how Mike says FIFA like it's World Cup. Like that's what FIFA is to Mike. It's the FIFA World Cup. That's all FIFA is. What is FIFA though? FIFA is the whole government governing body of all the leagues yeah but it's like it's an umbrella fifa is the very 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 top that's in charge of the champ like the the continents that are in charge of the countries it's like the federal international football association or something like that yeah probably something like that because basketball is fiba f-i-b-a yeah yeah okay that's the international thing but so Mike just ruined my trivia question for Riley. So what what does FIFA stand for? I might not have even had a right. No, I don't think it's that simple. I think it's I don't know. So to be fair, it might be something that is not English. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking it is because I remember hearing it once and I was kind of sh- shocked that it wasn't something so simple. But it might be simple. I don't I don't totally remember. No, Mike crushed it. So it's International Federation of Association Football. What? That's like it's the wrong letters, but yeah, I think it's the English version of that or something. Federal International G Football Association. So the Federation Internationally. Football Association. So, yeah, it's not English for sure. Because there's a G or a D if you're Spanish, G if you're Portuguese uh, in there. But my trivia question for Mike, what does scuba stand for? Like scuba Steve. Jeez. At one point in my life, I... uh... So UBA is underwater breathing apparatus. I can't remember what S and C are. All right, you're taking too long. Self-contained. Yeah. Self-contained. See, I mean, I was close. Yeah, no, I had you underwater. I had, I had over 50%. I had 60% of that little deal right there. All right, so next from what I just derailed us from, so... Riley gave us a great time hand breakdown. We are in the Champions League. Pay attention because we're going to be winning that. We're going to be taking it home, Tottenham. We got uh, winning the Premier League, winning the Champions League. I wanted to say Peter Kraus, but who's our English dude that's like a pretty boy? That Who's our biggest player on the team? Harry Kane. Harry Kane. Yep. I want to say he's not that name once or twice. Yeah, Harry Kane. All right. We we are going to be taking it home. I am kind of disappointed that we're not Leeds fans, but Riley, you're steering the ship. We're trusting you. We're letting you. We're letting you. It's hard not to. I was going to bring it up earlier. So the coach that I keep bringing up that's from Wisconsin really feeds into like the Ted Lasso type of guy. Like he gronk spiked a water bottle after a goal 
this weekend kept saying like soccer this and like he does the huddles between game or like I don't want to say it's between plays because I don't think it is. It's like at the end and beginning of halves, they do the whole huddle thing like basketball teams do. So it's it's different. It's I cool think to you're see, trying to get us to like him more. It, I like him. It's hard not to like him. Um, but yeah, it, they're 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 a fun team to watch regardless. I like the fact that he calls it soccer. That probably pisses off so many people. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it does. So we are about to watch Mike's eyes just light up. He does look a little drunk right now. <laughs> yeah, there's. We're going to go to the Packers talk, and that is going to be the last thing we talk about, I say. But we'll probably talk about more stuff because every time I say that, we're going to talk about more stuff. So, Mike. We might Give get derailed pack. in the Packer stuff. I, I'm i going to do my hardest or try my hardest not to derail you. So go All ahead. right. Let's, so let's be done in nine minutes. That's the goal. Be done in nine minutes. All right. So I, I have a, just one question for you guys, which might derail us right off the jump. Any chance that the Packers try to keep Danny Etling on the team and use him like Taysom Hill? Guy's got wheels, 61 or 51-yard touchdown last week all right no so what i like is so i i didn't watch any preseason i haven't seen what uh danny danny brings to the table but i do think every team should have a read option guy near the goal line that can kind of throw the ball because like what marcus Mariota was doing for the raiders the other year i i think that is a dynamic thing to bring to the offense. But I also think you don't need to keep a third quarterback spot on there when you got a guy like Randall Cobb that could do the same thing. So I just think that's a valuable package to have with your team, which I know people will just be like, oh, this is a shitty wildcat. But like, I think there's something to having – a guy that can kind of throw the ball like Antoine Randall L would be perfect for that shit nowadays, but Antoine Randall L is the coach for the lions. Apparently now Riley in or out on keeping Danny Atwin. I want to say in, but out. I think it just takes up a roster spot that we'd probably need on. Actually, if he could do something on special teams too, like a personal protector, maybe run a few fakes out of that. I'm in on that, but if probably not. So I'm out because in my mind, you never take the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands, right? So like you don't let anyone else take a snap. I don't care how well you throw the ball. I think that the Saints doing it actually was not beneficial. I think Drew Brees having the ball in his hands was always more beneficial than ever putting it in Taysom Hill's hands. Now, I get that they had a lot of plays that worked and things that ran pretty well, but if there's a like a significant play, I want the ball in Aaron Rodgers' hands, and especially if we have to pass it. Yeah, that's Mike in his closet with the cork board drawing all the things. <laughs> he convinced me of that. Yeah, you don't take the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands. I, I agree yeah. with you on that. So. And so, like when um, 
Oh, shoot. So the Raiders. quarterback. And so, so Mike, let her Broncos quarterback win. Uh, the guy that everybody wanted, I can't remember his name. He's probably the most famous college quarterback of all time. Drew Locke? No. Florida oh. quarterback. Tebow. No, he, was he Memphis? Tebow. Yeah, when everybody wanted Tim Tebow, oh. and they're like, well, you can play him as a like as a wildcat or a tight end. I was like, ah, you don't want to take the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands ever. Or Brett Favre. I don't even know who was the – I think it was Aaron Rodgers. You just leave the ball in Aaron Rodgers' hands. Let him deal with it. That's kind of my personal opinion. Yeah. No, I mean, you can't argue against that. I like that's that's where I sit with that. I do love like the idea of the Wildcat and I do love what Marcus Mariota brought to the yep. Raiders table, but that's with Derek Carr. Like Yep. I, I would take I get the what ball you're saying. Out of, yeah, like I would take the ball out of Derek Carr's hand. Okay. All right. Next All right. One. And we're going to keep rolling forward. I wasted four of my nine minutes right there. So uh, Watson practiced with the ones this week, uh, doing some okay things. Pretty good. Um, David Christian Watson. Is, what's that? Christian Watson. Yeah. Do we have more than one Watson? We have a Watkins. Uh, no, no that, that was a good clarification, right? Yeah. All I, right. I feel like when Watson's name is I'm, said right now, there's a there's a certain Watson's name that's hot in the streets. Yeah, fair enough. So uh, David, okay, moving on. David Bakhtiari uh, comes off the pup list. Should be ready for Week One. Going to dominate. Second best player on the Packers team coming back. Okay. I don't know that he's coming back. I haven't heard any actual news that he'll be ready for Week One. That's an assumption. He played in the game last year. I think the structure of the knee is fine, and it's just trying to make sure that he can make it through the whole season. Uh, last week, they beat the Saints 20-10 to 10 as kind of per Pat's um, either hot in the streets or spicy meatballs. Jordan Love looked like Aaron Rodgers at times during that game. This is a Mike Doherty personal opinion and not a banging on the drum opinion, but he made some throws that I really, really liked through the, through the first two preseason games. Now, does that make him a great decision maker or a guy that can actually replace Rogers? I'm not sure, but there are moments in time when he gives flashes of like superior arm talent and great movement skills, which is what Aaron Rodgers is kind of the best at. Now, Aaron Rodgers limits the ability for like turnovers and things like that. I don't think Jordan Love is doing that yet. He's not, he's definitely not there, but he does have like flashes of brilliance in the quarterback position. Devondre Campbell makes the NFL top 100 list. I do, th- and there's going to be some more guys coming forward. And Kenny Clark might have been on the list as well already, but I think a couple of guys got uh, snubbed, and I think Rashawn Gary is at the top of that list, and I think Elton Jenkins is going to get snubbed as well. Is is the whole top 100 out, and Rashawn Gary's the, not on it? The top 60 are out. I would doubt that he jumped into the top 60 or into the top 40. 
Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I I would kind of think that there's a shot. Like if it was the top 40 or top 30. So the top 60 guys have been named. No, um, 60 through or 40 through 100 have been named. 40 through 100. So that's 60. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah you're probably right. He's probably not. Oh, I don't think he made the Pro Bowl last year. Like, like there, it's doubtful that they're going to put him in the top 40 in his first year making the top 100 list. And I think um, Alexander and Rodgers are going to be the two that make it in the top 40. Yeah. So, no, I, I was trying to, like, fact check a little bit just to see what what would have happened. But, yeah, you would have thought he would be in the the back end. 40 like the guy that's about to make a jump but yeah like a, so i would have expected him to drop somewhere between 70 and 100 right i that wouldn't have like shocked me at all and so our next game is on thursday this week and it is against kansas city in kansas city 7 p.m tune in it's gonna be awesome yeah, it won't be awesome though. Like, <laughs> not a chance. There's yeah. you're right. There's not a chance it's awesome. Yeah. But let's be honest about that. Because yeah, preseason is what it is. It's preseason. If you get to go to a game and you get to sit on the sideline and watch these young people play, don't get me wrong, it's a great experience. Like go do that and like see the game up close in person for a very like reasonable price but but yeah this it you know you're you're not gonna get you're not gonna be able to measure too much what are you saying mike we're done it's 11 we are done it is 12 in in tallahassee boys it was a late night we started at 9 20 we finished this if you thought this episode was long, because I'm not even going to cut that much out of this episode. If you thought this episode was long, just wait till next episode. Even though I do think we're going to break next episode into a couple things, because I want to do, I I want to do a Big Ten breakdown. I want to do divisions, who we think we're going to win. So stay tuned to that stuff, but. It was great to be back. I missed I missed you guys. And when I say you guys, I meant Mike and Riley in that statement. But I also missed you guys listening to me. I wanted to say dominate the conversation, but that's not what I, I wasn't dominating. I'm just selfish. So I was talking more than the other people i did like that mike was telling you guys that he loved you on the last two episodes that i wasn't there so we do love you we appreciate the support thank you so much for listening i'm going to kick it up to riley first because we know what mike's going to say next yeah uh ditto to what pat said yeah, we knew we knew Riley was going to say that. So yeah. there's there's two things you can count on. 
Riley's going to text you that he's going to be 10 to 15 minutes late because he has something to do. And he's going to say ditto to these guys. Sorry, Riley. And he's going yeah. to hide pictures of girls' boobs under his pillow. How many? How many? Uh, how many pictures do you have under your mattress currently? None. I think I'd get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Might get in trouble. <laughs> but um, no, I was just gonna say I think we're all excited for football season to finally be here and actually start talking football again. Talking a little bit of um, sun drops giving out. Uh, best jobs um doing oh, that type of thing be, we gonna be giving out best jobs baby best jobs yeah. are coming back oh bj's, BJ's from bj ah, oh, exactly up. so <laughs> but yeah no we're i think we're all excited for that so hopefully you guys are too yeah and i am probably a little starved from not being on the show for a couple of weeks, but to touch on what Riley was saying, I'm going to piggyback on what Riley was saying. So it can be about 15 minutes late for next episode, but, <laughs> but we're going to be giving out fireworks out of the asshole. We're going to be giving away t-shirts. These punishments will have to be real at some point. I, I didn't know where I was going with this statement before I brought it, but we, yeah, it, it's going to be an interesting season. We're going to try to get your attention. If we're not doing a good enough job, we're going to take it up a notch. So I think what we're going to be moving on to is season two starts next week and games on. We got 42 episodes in. We got a good grasp on this. I'm just talking to just keep talking. Sorry. Sorry, Ryan. Mike, <laughs> let's hear the spiel. All right. So download it on all your devices, right? So download it on, on all your people's devices. And so I'm going to keep it at that. Subscribe. You can, you could subscribe to it on their devices and then they'd get weird notices too. That'd be kind of funny. But um, yeah, just do that too. Subscribe on all the devices that you downloaded on. That'd be good for us. Rate it five stars. And for all you suckers that are doubting the Packers, the Badgers, the Brewers, or the Bucks, you can eat our shorts. Roll it. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. All them suckers that doubted the Packers King eat my shows. Eat my shows.